0: My name is Anita Flegger from Live Young Clinic.
1: Hi, this is Jen Pearson from Lighten Your Space. Hi, I'm Stacey Bout from Infinite Balance. Hi, I'm Carolyn King from Empowered
0: Happiness, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. I'm Emma Woolrich from Life Symmetry, and I love
1: listening to Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose. Coming up on this week's Let's Talk Energy Healing with Jacqueline Rose i had an unfortunate experience of having appendicitis in croatia i have composed
0: a song sonic dreams hello and welcome to let's talk energy healing with me jacqueline rose today i'll be speaking to stacy bout Stacey is a mind and body practitioner from Infinite Balance. Stacey also practices kinesiology. Did I get that right, Stacey?
1: You did. Well done. That one is always
0: a tongue twister, isn't it? It is. (laughs) Look, I believe you started actually looking at people's behaviours from a very young age, didn't you, Stacey? I think it was about 11, was it?
1: I did. I had a phenomenal teacher for two years in a row and his wife came in to speak to us. Um I think I was around 11 years of age from memory. And she was a child psychologist and she was talking to us about what she did. And I promptly went home and told my mum and dad that I was going to be a psychologist, not a hairdresser anymore.
0: You know, just a few sort of choices. So psychology mm-hmm. is quite a different um route altogether, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Although I have come back since and thought people tell their hairdressers everything. So there's really was a market to be a psychologist hairdresser that I missed there for a while. But um, so yeah, so I definitely had an interest at a young age. Why that stood out to me, I don't know, but I, it stayed with me all through my high school years. And that's what I went on and studied at university. I didn't go down the clinical path, um, moved more into a corporate aspect, okay. but yeah, always had that interest in people and why they act the way they do and why they think the way they do and how I could be part of that, I guess, is the best way to describe my interest at a younger age and then that evolved, you know, with life experience. Yeah. How did you actually get into
0: uh, holistic and complementary approach?
1: Mm. It was twofold. I had grown up, uh, my mum was always quite open to holistic, so naturopaths, iridologists, etc. weren't anything brand new to me. But I had an unfortunate experience of having appendicitis in Croatia and didn't necessarily have the best medical experience and came home from my holiday with a whole lot of gut and health issues that I'd never experienced. That led me back into Chinese medicine and massage and energy work over the course of a couple of years of doing that it eventually led me to kinesiology um however the kinesiology itself came from a psychics recommendation of all people oh <laughs> planted a seed and yeah I I followed that seed so it's been a kind of winding path it's always been there but the the turning point was after the physical issues and just wanting to do something different with life as well at that
0: point. We actually have have produced a number of books um, on energy healing and uh, complementary medicine and Mm. I think that that one of the sort of common themes running through it is that people often don't have sort of life or health um, issues or really reaches deep and dark place um, depression wise and then actually look for sort of complementary medicine and alternative medicine to actually bring them out of it would you say that you often find with your clients that that would be would be the case that they've tried lots of uh, traditional medicine and uh, or conventional medicine Mm -hmm. and then actually come to kinesiology meditation and other uh, practices as a different route?
1: absolutely without a doubt yeah I think people are sick of being sick and people are tired of being tired and people are tired of being told well this is just the way it's going to be that was that was my I guess catalyst of having a gastroenterologist say well you you'll probably have IBS and scar tissue and that'll just be the way it is for life and I was like uh, no, I like my food. I like eating. I like enjoying it. And I don't like feeling really bad afterwards. So for me, that, w- that wasn't okay. And I do hear that from a lot of clients of they either have tried the other paths and they've ended up in the hamster wheel and they'll get in, they'll get better. They get back on again, they get back off again, or they just no longer resonate with the fact that it has to be one way of doing things. And what I find a lot of them will share is that they, find the energy work um, so much more empowering because it puts them back into their energy and their body.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes, do you think that with energy healing, it's all about, one, you need to take responsibility. You need to actually make a decision and a choice yourself, don't you? I mean, like you say, people are actually sick of being sick. Mm. So, you know, sometimes you actually need to reach that stage where you can say enough is enough. I need to find something else. I need to take responsibility. I need to commit to this and I need to really work with it. Do you think people find it hard to to keep that commitment to continue with energy healing? Do you find that with your clients?
1: I I would say there's a bit of both. I have the ones who have, as you say, really hit that rock bottom. Like they are, they're at that point where life just cannot continue this way, whether it's physical or whether it's emotional, spiritual, and they're at what I kind of call their dark night of the soul moment, and they are really committed to getting out of that, and they'll stick to it. And (laughs) it always surprises me when I have clients like that, and you give them homework or home activities, and they come back and they've done them all, and I'm like you people are amazing because I don't know that I'm the best client in that. Oh, oh, I should do that. And then you have others that say they're ready, but are they really? And they'll, they'll dabble in it. They'll do some of the work. They get a little bit of a shift. And that's the thing I think with energy healing is that what somebody's looking for is not necessarily what you as a practitioner want. So I could work with them and think, oh my God, we could create so much more change in your life. But a small shift might be all that they're looking for at that point in time.
0: That's a really good point, Stacey. Hold that thought and we'll be back in a minute.
1: Have you heard the Energy Healing magazine is showcasing the top ten Energy Healer Awards 2020? Nominate a colleague, client, or yourself today. There's still time. Closing date is 30th of November 2020. And for information on how to nominate yourself, a colleague or a client, email community at mail That address one more time is Community at mail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And then I do have a couple of clients that have come back at a later date and recently had one who came back after maybe I think almost a year of not seeing her. She was like, okay, I'm ready to do it now. So yes. Yeah,
0: I think, like you say, some people actually need to, to reach a certain stage, don't they? It's like people say they're going on a diet or, you know, I've got a New Year's resolution. It's actually making that responsible commitment to thinking, I need to feel well. I need, you know, to feel to feel good about myself. So would you say that often it's uh, people's lifestyle? They uh, take on too much. They get too tired. They don't sleep properly. They don't eat properly. And obviously, as well, it's um, more of a, a lifestyle and balance that people need to work towards.
1: Mm, it is. Our our society is so fast to live yes. in now compared to, you know, decades gone by. And our bodies have, in our minds, adapted to that until they haven't. And whether that's emotional dysregulation, whether it's dis-ease, whether it's insomnia, whether it's cortisol, adrenal, all of that is so much more prevalent now than what it has been in the past. Yet our bodies generally are pretty amazing and they keep working at that level until breakpoint comes emotionally or physically so i do find a lot of it is lifestyle um we live in a also i think a society now where there's this fear of missing out so we're we're involved and in saying yes and doing a lot more than what we may have had happen in our you know ancestors before us where it was a lot more of a structured Lifestyle. Hi there, I'm Gabriela Angel from Stockholm, uh, the capital of Sweden, all the way up here in the north. I have composed this song, Sonic Dreams. And what inspired me to compose this song is that I was thinking that life is like a movie. Um, this is kind of like the soundtrack of my life. And I feel that you are the own director of your own life, of your own movie that's what I was thinking when I was uh, composing this song and I hope that you enjoy listening to it bye from melbourne australia and i love listening to let's talk energy healing with jacqueline rose many opportunities and online now there's all this wanting to keep up and wanting to be constantly engaged and activated. And I think that's really what's impacting a lot of people's nervous systems. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah,
0: I, you know, how do you actually reach out to your clients? Do you, mm. um, I know obviously there's social media and there's your website and all the rest of it. Yeah. Do you think it's important that a client actually finds someone that they can sort of, um, trust and believe in, um, someone mm. they can sort of make that commitment to and work to have, you know, say if yeah. I, I had, um, you, I, I believe you actually had a, um, a pain in your neck didn't you I think I did uh, have a pain in my pain neck pain in your life yes <laughs> but I believe that you tried lots of different um, alternatives to, mm. to putting that ailment right what, what actually gave you the the insight or the commitment to try lots of different things to find out what it was or of a mind.
1: Yes, it was uh, an emotional really. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, by nature, I'm one of those people who doesn't like being in pain or discomfort. So my, where some people like to put up with it, mine is I want to get rid of it and I want to get rid of it now. I'd had posture, you know, slight scoliosis, working at a desk and all the rest of it. But this particular pain was on the right side of my neck and shoulders. And I had had my massages, I had been doing yoga, I had been seeing my chiropractor, doing all the the right sleeping pillow, all the things that would normally Resolve it and it wouldn't go away. And as I said, I weirdly, a year before, had had a um, psychic plant a seed of kinesiology. And there was just an insight at that point of time of well, now's a good time to try this kinesiology stuff because nothing else is working. And this is going to tell me whether it works or not, because I'll physically be able to feel it. So I I booked in with a kinesiologist that I had been referred to. And I think for me, a lot of my clients are referrals, that word of mouth. And when I saw the practitioner pretty much lay down and gave her my muscles to muscle test on, and as we were going through, she's testing away. And I'm I'm quite a skeptic, even though I'm completely in this world. And I think that's a nice balance of, hmm, what's she doing? Why is my arm moving? What's, how does she know that piece of information? Maybe this is placebo. Maybe she's psychic. Maybe this is how she knows. So my mind was trying to pull apart the session while I was in the session. And then all of a sudden she said, oh, are you, are you experiencing things with males in your life? And I was like, well, yes. And she said, do you, do you kind of feel like the weight of the world's on your shoulder? And at that point I was, you know, dating and it wasn't going the way I wanted and there was some family stuff happening. So, And it was all male-related energy. And the minute she said it, it was like somebody took the rock off my shoulder. And I remember mm. thinking, hmm. That was odd. And we kept talking through. And it was just the the metaphor of like, do you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulder? And she said, oh, let me just explain the right side of your body is about masculine energy. So the yang, whether it's males themselves or masculine energy and external. And she explained a bit further. And as she did that, she went, okay, well, we're going to put some oils on your feet now. And went, okay, she put the oils on the feet and I hadn't even spoken to her about the um, appendix and operation issues and she picked up on all of that through the muscle testing and then she said all right I'm going to put oils down I'll read what they're about and thanks for the session see you later you'll come back if you need to I remember walking out of there thinking I do not know what just happened but I feel a thousand times better than when I walked in and I slept like a baby that night and that was my My interest was spiked at that point. And it was that trust because I'd been referred to her and I felt really safe in that space to, you know, ask questions that I'd left there feeling that I didn't know what had happened. I had absolutely no idea, but I knew that I felt better for it. Oh,
0: that's brilliant huh like you say it's having that that trust isn't it and th- and then having that experience of energy healing I've just I've got just so much belief in it and I hear so many different stories you know it just works you know you need to believe in it and sometimes like, like with um you know you, you have a, a pain in your neck you just take a tablet and within 20 minutes that pain's gone but yes. like you say it's just been masked over you haven't actually got to the root cause of why you've got that pain in your neck. And obviously, going sort of down the complementary route, you do actually come out with something completely different. And Mm. ideally, you have just spoken to someone, you've cleared that block in your mind. And also just that sort of, like you say, that comment of you've got the world on your shoulders has sort of triggered something or highlighted something in your mind that has given you another explanation as to why you've actually got that pain.
1: Absolutely. An example today with clients, that whole, the issues are in your tissues. There's a reason that we lock things in energetically, emotionally, and we're so trained, I think, to look for the, the most logical, physical reasoning. And sometimes that's very relevant. And then there's other times, like my example, where there wasn't anything that I had done and none of the treatments that I was using that normally would work shifted it. So I really did need to go deeper even though I wasn't you know, consciously aware of that. Now I am as the way I am yeah. now. And with that trust, I think that's really important. As you said, I say to all clients and even potential clients that it's like finding a pair of shoes. Not every pair of shoes is comfy and not every pair of shoes fits you. And it's okay if the first person you see isn't the right practitioner for you, but that doesn't mean that the modality is not going to work or the energy healing is not going to work. You may just need to find a practitioner that's more in alignment with your values and how you want to work.
0: Yeah, I think it's all well. going back to those younger days of being at school. You know, you have a teacher that you just love and you just find the the lessons are interesting and, and, you know, you hang on every word that they say. And then you can go to another class and you just can't um, relate to that person or Mm -hmm. you just can't get on with them. They're horrible. You don't like them. And, you know, it just it just doesn't work, does it?
1: no great analogy yeah very much so and yeah. there's so many different types of energy healing as well so I, I like to call it a toolkit you know you might find one you might find two you might find five different ones you might find self-care energy practices that complement what you're doing and it's it's really about having that faith to be open to explore it and see what comes up.
0: So you mentioned before that with your clients you'd actually perhaps give them some homework mm. when you say homework mm-hmm. how would I start to get into meditation how what, mm-hmm. what do I do I wake up in the morning like you've mentioned earlier that you've been for a walk and you felt the sunshine and you got into nature how how would you suggest that i actually start to get into meditation as a do you you, do you do actual meditation
1: yeah so i i do practice i will admit i i'm a bit of an intermittent practiser. i do really well for a while and then i admit that i fall off and then i recognize that i fall off and i get back on again and i i share that openly with clients because i think there can be this image of it you know needing to be perfect and it's it's not about the being perfect it's about having Practices that you can keep bringing yourself back to until you form that. So I would start that with clients of if we're looking at, let's say they're needing to meditate because of the very reason that they never sit still, um, sitting down and saying, to them, okay, you're going to do 30 minutes every day as a starting point isn't going to work. So we'll sit down and we'll come up with an agreement. Is it five minutes each morning and five minutes each night? Do they start with a guided meditation if they've had no exposure to it? Maybe that feels more doable for them. Or do they, you know, want to do breath work as a way of learning meditation? And I really try and give them information that meditation isn't that sitting there in silence with absolutely no thoughts happening at all. It's about finding the gaps between the thoughts. And what we want to do is practice. I call it building that muscle. We want to build the muscle of sitting still having more silence between the thoughts and then over time we'll work on building that up so I work with every client individually because I don't feel like there's a one shoe fits all kind of way to meditate and trying to get everybody to do it the same way is often where people give up because they just don't resonate with it
0: yeah I, I think I agree with that totally I think you know if you go to the doctors and he's got you know certain pills in his cupboard or the pharmacy has you know he writes you a prescription because you've got a headache he writes you a prescri- because you've got a bad stomach and conventional medicine often is just sort of giving the same tablet to everybody. Whereas like you say, with energy healing, it's more about sitting down with the individual person and actually finding and asking questions and and finding those sort of root causes and also building, like you say, we're talking about meditation an actual meditation that's going to work for them. That's going to, they're going to continue that they're going to believe in that they think will work. And I suppose over time, that people do find that it does work
1: yeah and there's so many wonderful apps now as well which has been a blessing with you know you kind of give clients three different apps and say your homework is to try because I might see them say every two to three weeks your homework is to try each one of these for a week each and see which one you stick with or which one you liked or which one you didn't so it, it really is about meeting people where they're at with energy healing as well.
0: Um, I love one of your sort of strap lines on on your website, which is I've chosen happiness (laughs) um, because it's good for my health. Mm. I love that everybody, we actually did a book uh, this year on how to be happy and brought um, contributors in from all over the world, obviously, that are, are uh, practitioners in, in happiness. Yeah. Um, everybody says they want to be happy. But <laughs> do you think that people need, it's like with anything in life, it just doesn't happen. No, You need to actually <laughs> make things or action things to make it happen, don't you?
1: You do. And I I've had a gratitude practice for over a decade now. And it's, It's the one core thing I bring everybody back to that wants to create change in their life is gratitude. And, you know, science is showing it as well. It rewires the brain. It helps us overcome that negativity bias that we're all born with. Some of us have it stronger than others. And it is a choice. And it's understanding that life isn't always going to give you the rainbows and unicorns and all the the pretty smelling flowers. But in those moments, if you have a practice of gratitude, if you have a practice of finding the positive, then in the harder moments, your brain and your body is wired to want to seek to go back to that. So it doesn't mean that you don't feel everything else. But for me, I know that if I'm in a funk, the next thing that goes is my immune system, the next thing that goes is my attitude, the next thing that goes is my energy. So it is a choice. It's like a spiral, isn't it? It just
0: sort of goes down and down and down. So um, from somebody who's never actually practiced gratitude somebody mm. who's never practiced meditation somebody who's never tried energy healing mm-hmm. what would you say to them do, do you just sort of um you know say if i knock on your door and say i need help yeah how would you what would you say to them how to get started what, what do i do
1: start simply keep it simple. If we overcomplicate it, then people don't get started. So my key things, three things I would say that are really simple ways to get started is for meditation, Start with five minutes a day, whether it's five minutes of listening to an app, if that's easier for you, and setting a reminder in your phone so that it happens because your brain's not going to be naturally wired to be doing that. Um, whether it's five minutes of doing breath work and that's your meditation, just start somewhere and be regular. That's the big thing. We want to be regular with it. So it would be, yeah, it would be the meditation, whatever form that takes, particularly if somebody has never had a meditation practice, I'll get them to load the app at that point in time or to pick what it is. If they have had experience and maybe they've got a mantra that they work with, can we come back to using that mantra for five minutes a day? Um, the second one is the breath, just to Again, five minutes, put a hand on their belly, hand on their chest and breathe for five minutes and feel their breath. Because that's a mindfulness exercise and it helps connect them into them. And then the gratitude, I would ask them to physically write in three things a day that they're grateful for. And if three seems like too many, start with one. Whether it's putting a hand on the belly or a hand on the belly and heart or focusing on the breath coming in and out the nose. And again, if you've never done this, just start simply whether it's five minutes a day again, whether you have an app that guides you through a meditation around breath work because... That helps bring us back into our body, into that present moment, and helps us land back in as well. And again, it's another muscle, another tool. And then my third one is gratitude. So I invite people to get a nice little diary or a journal. And if they can, start with three things a day. And if three is too much, start with one. But again, doing it every day and seeking out something to be grateful for. And sometimes it's, I'm grateful I'm home and I've taken my shoes off. (laughs) Other times it's, I'm grateful that I could feel the sun today and then it may be deeper. So I, I really invite them to not overthink it and to not have to make it life-changing and awe-inspiring, what it has to be is something that they genuinely feel grateful for.
0: I think that's really important. I I was talking to a lady yesterday. Some people, like you just mentioned there, you know, coming home and taking your shoes off, some people haven't got the luxury of doing that because they Mm -hmm. haven't got their legs, they haven't got their feet, they haven't Mm -hmm. got shoes to actually put on their feet due to accidents or illness, etc. So like you say, sometimes you really just don't realise how lucky you are Mm-hmm. and And how grateful you should be you know that you have got this beautiful body to live in, mm-hmm. this mind you know that you could um, take on such different journeys and also find that happiness if you put the work in.
1: Yes. And it, it is. I think that's a really important point that you raise is that some of us are going to be naturally more predisposed to finding the positives. And then some of us aren't. And whether we were born that way, nature, nurture, life mm. events, there's so many different mm. variables, but it is something that we can choose to find how to rebuild that if we, you know, maybe have lost it or didn't have a family of origin that showed us how to be more positive. And that's that's we're working with energy healers as well can come in because they can work on the traumas or the limiting beliefs or the stagnant energy that keeps you stuck in those patterns and beliefs and then you know allows you to open up to finding new ways to bring into your life the happiness or the goals or the intentions or whatever it is for that person
0: well I'm afraid we've actually run out of time I could sit here and talk to you all evening in your time and all morning in my time but um, it's been an absolute fantastic experience thank you so much for taking the time out i hope you've enjoyed it too today
1: i appreciate thank you for having me i would say like you i could talk about it for hours
0: (laughs) well that's all we've got time for this week i do hope you've enjoyed the show i know i certainly have next week i'll be chatting to anita flago from live young clinic a transformational coach and lifestyle entrepreneur all the way from australia have a fantastic week everybody and i look forward to catching up with you soon bye I'm still